Hello, this is Junea, your local novice podcast editor, coming in with a quick disclaimer at the top of today's episode. I am aware that the audio in places is, well, quite frankly, a little messed up. I am aware and promise it will not be that way in the future. We are all just doing our best around here. So please, enjoy today's episode, and I don't know, go drink some iced tea or something. That sounds nice. Please enjoy. I ain't ever seen two funny best friends. Ah, Christmas stuff. Welcome back, everybody. Woo-wee to um, two funny best friends. Plus a guest um, listener live in studio audience. Um, Bethany Evans is live in studio today to listen. Yeah, she is so privileged. <laughs> be listening to us right now honestly it's probably like being in the presence of michelangelo and george Clooney. yeah <laughs> bring him back <laughs> george please we need you on this podcast we never met people say my dad looked like george Clooney when he was younger and that my mom looked like sandra bullock oh i see that yeah so fame's in my blood oceans eight oceans oceans Barker's eight. I remember so specifically one time I was at your house and your mom was watching like Ocean's Thirteen or something. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember when we okay when we were little and we would go through these we went through this weird phase where we couldn't stay like we used to have sleepovers all the time we went through this weird phase of extreme homesickness and we lived ten minutes away from each other but we could not stay the night at each other's house possible <laughs> every single time we try we'd end up calling our parents to come pick us up and our parents probably were sick of it honestly <laughs> but i remember one time you were like okay i can stay over i'll be fine so my mom put on like a nature channel show for us to calm us and then it was a show about this woman being attacked by a spider a black widow like, yeah these graphic black widow <laughs> i have i've been so petrified of black widows ever since yeah never yeah traumatized anyways fun childhood memories yeah um but anyways how's your week how's it been it's been a week since we've recorded our last episode what happened this week tell me a little bit about yourself honestly not really leaving the house much these days because Mm -hmm. we're online classes yeah um because coronavirus so just finishing up assignments and this terrible terrible semester is going to be finished soon so it will Praise the Lord. It's, it's been a heckin' semester. Mm. Mm. What, a, what, a, what a sad Christian song. Um, just, it's not sad. It's quite beautiful, actually. Um, that's nice. That's good. Yeah, so um, this week I actually... Um, I was a ghostwriter this week. For someone you may know. Uh, her name's Natalie Evans. She, Emma Geraldine? Yeah, my, my ghostwriter name is Emma Geraldine. Um, now they're writing a paper on homosexuality and sexuality and the church. and Very important and, topic. Yeah, it's probably a great paper. You should, yeah, I probably should read them. And she texted me for some insights and thoughts, me not having ever gone to Bible school. So these <laughs> are my thoughts, and she um, tweeted it and included it in her essay. I did. And it was actually, it was a very favorable tweet. Yeah. So, if you need me to ghostwrite a essay for Bible school, you know where to find me. At Emma Geraldine. Yeah. Dot com. What? Dot org. Dot, <laughs> dot, org. dot net. I don't know. Dot org scares me. 
Yeah, it's like where like I don't know. Like like chadbundy.org. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Anyways, uh that's great. Um, so we have we have our question of the day today, right? I don't know what this question is, I'm going in blind. Yes, so the question today um, is what is the most what is the most annoying question somebody asks you? The most annoying question somebody's ever asked me. I worked at a coffee shop for many years, and I literally just hated it when people asked me how I was. I just hate I hate it. I don't I never want to answer that question again. Yeah. I'm sure I have a better one. Let me think on this. What's your answer? Probably, uh, like, what I'm doing with my life. Mm. As if I know. That's probably, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Especially, like, you know, like, the older ladies at church. And they're like, oh, how's it going? So what are the plans? And you're like, well, Karen, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm wearing tomorrow. Never mind what I'm doing next year. Karen, I can't. Try, I, like Karen, that was your life. You decided to have seven kids by the age of nineteen. But <laughs> I can't. You know what you were doing tomorrow? Breastfeeding. And <laughs> I'm not doing that. Right? They're all married by our age, and we're just like uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, floating, coasting like a plastic bag floating through the wind. I also hate it when people ask me, um, when I say, oh, I'm an actor, and people say, oh, um, so what do you, what do you, what do you actually do? What's your real job? And I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe now you thought. That's like when people, um, tell me I can't be a pastor. It's like, you know, you can marry a youth pastor. You can't be one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, we don't believe that. No, we don't. Yeah. (laughs) If you believe that and would like to have a conversation with us us about it, pray about it first. We ask the Lord for some guidance for entering that conversation. Uh, Anyway, being a woman in the arts and then a woman in ministry, those are two very similar things. They are, yeah. Yeah. Very, a lot of parallels. As we do at the top of our episodes... Um, diving into a song. A Taylor Swift song. Yes. Would you like to introduce, um, said song? I did last week. Why didn't you do it? Oh, I did. You did. Right. Um, yeah. So this song is one of my personal favorites from, I think it is my favorite from this album. Really? Yeah. yeah wow. Is. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think so. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, what can I say? Is it a track five? Ah, it's track six. What is track five on 1989? It's true. Although I think I remember there being some controversy around it because there was potentially like not cultural appropriation, but like they were she was using a lot of like old Hollywood tropes that have like inherently problematic roots. But again, I haven't it's been a while since I've read about this, so please correct me if I'm wrong. 
um, a beautiful music video, but if I remember correctly, there was some controversy around it. Controversy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, she also wore a brown wig in that, which I've, I, I, that girl looks. So you belong with me, wig, walked. So that so was streams wig. Um, tell me, what's your, what's the memory of your favorite lyrics attached to this song? Um, this album came out when I was in grade 12. So I kind of took it as a graduation gift from Taylor Swift. Um, as she walked through me, through my entire high school journey. So I just specifically remember being fascinated with this song for absolutely no reason because I had no love interest of my own. Mm. Um, but it's just such a beautiful song. And I just, I really, I, I really remember the... He's so tall and handsome as hell. Mm, mm. It, anyways. Oh, the lyric. Um, I can't remember. No, I'm having, really. but like the the lyric we're talking about, standing in a dress, saying you remember Sally, me. I'm my nice dress, staring at the sunset. Yeah, or about the you'll see me in hindsight, tangled up oh. with you all night, burning it down. Well, burning it down. Burning it up by the Jonas Brothers. Um, yeah, it's a great song. It's just a beautiful track. And the dress she wore to the ni- in the 1989 concert for that song. It's stunning. It looks like the love story dress from Scoops now. Mm, come on now. Fun story. Um, when Halo Swift was touring 1989 in Vancouver, I was I didn't live in Vancouver at the time, but I was in the city. Okay, sorry. My landlord texted me in the middle of this and was like, Hot brownies? Question mark. Oh, lover. Blessings. Anyways, where was I? Bottle streams, baby. Oh, right. Um, I was in Vancouver for this concert, but the same night we had options. <laughs> Why did I do this? The options were go to see Taylor Swift or go to see Les Mis. I went to see Les Mis at the Arts Club in Vancouver um, instead of seeing Taylor Swift, which looking back, <laughs> um, the Arts Club, it's the it's a great theater company. And I actually, now I know almost the entire cast of that production of Les Mis. And I'm like, I should have just gone to see Taylor Swift, not knowing I was going to meet these people and I will never meet Taylor Swift. Except one could say perhaps in my wildest dreams. Ooh, ominous. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, this hair is so squeaky. Um. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I need to stop. Uh, uncontrollable tonight. <coughs> Can I have a glass of wine in me and look like a different woman? Woman! Harry Styles. Yeah. You want to take a minute to talk about Harry Styles? I think we need to. Yeah. The king himself. Yes. Bethany, every time she refers to Harry, refers to him as the king. I love it. <laughs> She's looking at me with, like, why did you just call me out on that? <laughs> he is, ah, uh, he's so good. His solo work is incredible. Like, I, mm-hmm. I like, I wouldn't. Like, I feel like it would be disrespectful to call myself a Harry Styles fan because I don't intentionally listen to his music. But I have to admit, like, every time Bethany puts it on in the car, like, it is, it's phenomenal. I do call myself a Harry Styles fan. I was never a One Direction fan. I didn't hate them, but I just never got into them. Um, But Harry Styles' music is, whoa, unbelievable. I'm, are you okay over there? Scared <laughs> my moles. <laughs> This is a really 
is a really open book. <clears throat> what were you talking? We're talking about Harry Styles. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta get together. Okay, the, but the cardigan falling mashup. Oh, so good! It kills me. So so good. <sighs> there was some controversy recently about him wearing a dress. Yeah. In a photo shoot for yeah. for Vogue. Vogue. I thought he looked great. I thought he did too. I think he's. I mean, he's definitely not the first one to do this, but like he is incredibly masculine and he wears a dress and then there was someone was like we need to see more real men and then he posted a picture of him in a dress and said um whatever the caption was i can't remember the top of my head something like we need more real men anyways he called them out in a very classy way as he does as he always does um i saw this tweet and it was something like taylor swift and harry styles have the best unspoken dialogue oh oh yeah I need them to write a song. Together. Like, I don't care if they, like, I love Joe Alwyn, but, like. Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift, like, I think it's a better match. I think Taylor Swift and Harry Styles is, is too powerful. It's, yeah, like, they would destroy, you know? They would just, yeah, I think, but I do think they need to write a song together. It'd be beautiful. I, oh, I just got chills thinking about it. Goosies. Um, speaking of music, this is a really, yeah. um, great Good segue, segue Jen. Good Thank segue. You. We have a little something um, that Spotify recently gave us all that we want to talk about. This is something that I think everybody was able to get excited about this year. I think this is what everybody needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our Spotify wrapped and the how it was really sad. Okay, so let's go through this. Would you like to start? Okay, so I discovered 111 new artists this year. Mm. What about you, Jen? Holy crap. I discovered 577 new artists this year. That's impressive. Yep. Um, wow. I didn't, yeah. That's that, a lot of artists. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's like population of a whole town. It's true. Yeah. What were your top genres, Jen? Uh, it's just loading. It's just going through genre less. Ooh. I listened to 293 genres this year, including 160 new ones. My top genres were oh, show tunes, <laughs> pop, indie folk, modern rock, and soundtrack, which yeah, what tasteful. Was Thank you. Um, I listened to 156 genres. Wait, how many genres did you listen to? 160? 160? Um, There's so much more diverse than me. Um, 35 new ones for me. 293 genres. Holy crow. Sorry. That's impressive. My top genre... My top genres were pop, CCM. I don't know what C- I think that's Christian music. I think so, too. Contemporary Country was number three. Hollywood. What is Hollywood music? What is Hollywood? What is Hollywood music? Yeah. I don't know what Hollywood music is. And my fifth one was Neo Mellow. What the frig is Neo Mellow? I know my ex boyfriend was into that and we had tried oh, to, tried to mm, relate. Yeah. Yeah. Red flag. Um, my what was your top song this year? Uh Yes I Will by a Vertical Worship. Oh okay. really an amazing song. Go check it out. Um, yeah. My top song this year was 
song came out halfway through the year, so I can only imagine how what would happen if it came out at the beginning of the year. But it is the one by Taylor Swift. Friggin' Bob. Sad Girl Bob. It made yeah yeah. Fun fact: I was having a really rough night when the Spotify Wrapped came out, and I was sitting there on my living room floor, and I saw that my top song was this song, which was just really an emotional song. I just started bawling, and Bethany was like, "Are you okay? Do I need to admit you?" Um. <laughs> and I did get a FaceTime call from Natalie, sobbing, and I was like, "Who died? Who has found Jesus? Did he come back? Did I miss it?" <laughs> What about your other top five songs? Oh, here we go. Second song was I Won't Let You Go by Switchfoot and Lauren Daigle. An amazing song. Third one was Waymaker by Leland. Mm, so uh, good. Uh, number four was Clean by Taylor Swift. That is... Liberating, yeah. beautiful melody and lyrics. And my number... My, my, my fifth song was Seven by Taylor Swift. That's such which, a wild card. I know. I really wasn't expecting it. I really went through a moment with this song, though. I think it, was, it just made me feel really nostalgic about childhood mm. this year. Yeah. My number two was Cardigan by Taylor Swift. Mm, good one. My number third. My third. Number third. My third song was the Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, but the instrumental track. Because I work as a birthday princess for kids' birthday parties, and I guess I listened to this instrumental track so many times throughout the year that it made my top five my fourth song is show yourself from frozen 2 also not the instrumental track just the regular track and my fifth song is cruel summer by taylor swift which was unfairly left out that song deserved more than it got remember when we thought we were getting a cruel summer music video and then she dropped the whole album that was like the plot twist that was that was like what was your top five? Um, my favorite murder. I spent thirteen thousand and twenty-three. <laughs> yeah, my top podcasts were my favorite murder. Number two was Alchemy This, which we talked about last episode. So if you're watching, shout out. If you're watching, we are not a TV show. Number third was True Romance. Number four was Approachable. And number five was Do You Need a Ride? All great podcasts. Amazing. Those are the um, best ones. So I only recently discovered podcasts, so this wasn't really true to my podcast name. Um, number one was Timothy Keller <laughs> from uh, Gospel and Life Church. He's an amazing preacher. If you're looking to listen to some good podcasts, he is. I love him. He's just, he's great. Uh, my second one was called Unfiltered Faith. I don't even know. Meredith, what's your last name again? Meredith Foster and her friend Anastasia, something like that. I only listened to one, so I I don't know. That really shows how many times you listen to podcasts. I'm I'm much more into podcasts now. My yeah. my third one was True Romance because Jen sent me the episode that she was featured on. Yeah, I was featured so on I episode. Listen to that once. Um, but yeah, so hopefully this next year I get into small podcasts. I would hope so because I'm now We're a podcast recording one right now. I hopefully no 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 no. Okay, who was by your side in 2020 other than me? What? Where's that? It's a couple slides in. I skipped a couple because... Uh, oh, the pioneer. The... Okay. What was your throwback? Oh, You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Oh. Um, <laughs> mine was How He Loves by David Crowder. Okay, that song. <laughs> so random. <laughs> sloppy Wet... Okay, Jen. Sloppy Wet Kiss or Under? Ew, ew. Sloppy Wet Kiss literally makes me want to crawl outside of my skin, throw it in the blender, and put it back on. <laughs> 
it is unforeseen kiss until the day I die. I will get to heaven and I will say, Jesus, it is an unforeseen kiss, correct? And he will say, yes. <laughs> it's, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day and I think David Crowder in Christian music is like the Taylor Swift. Of, yes. Like they're edgy. They lyrically beautiful. Yeah. And their performances are just unmatched. Yes. How we love the really, it brings me back to like 14, 15 years old. All right. Who is by your side? A Taylor Swift. Yeah. How many artists did you listen to this year? 582. 1,070. Shut up. That's impressive. Oh my goodness. What were your top artists in... Uh, Taylor Swift, Phoebe Bridgers, Harry Styles, Ham, and then the vaccines. Did you say Ham? Ham? Oh. H-A-I-M. I say Ham. I always say Ham. Ham. Ham, though I think is what it's called, whatever. H-A-I-M. Ham. Um, anyways, those are my top artists. I'm a little embarrassed about mine. Bring it on me. Tell me. This is very vulnerable. Taylor Swift. Yes. Selena Gomez. Okay. I love Selena Gomez. This is just like my guilty pleasure. She's, I just love her. Okay. Uh, anyways, Maddie and Tay, they're a country duo. Kelsey Ballerini and Hayley Witters, who I'm not actually ashamed about. Hayley Witters is amazing. And Taylor Swift. Just those three, two, three. Anyways, those are my top artists. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. My minutes listened is 38,338. Uh, mine's 22,362. Amazing. And my yeah, top nine is five. I've been listening through my, my 2020 playlist. Um, and it's sad. It's sad. I also realized that I haven't updated my music taste since 2015. Like, I think I've been listening to the same song since then. I feel that. Like, every time I go to make a new playlist, it's like... The same. Just... A mix up of different songs yeah some some shout outs some other fun things let it go the instrumental track is also really near the top some other songs that really whew, this year um leaning on you by him um the staves i listened to a lot of them this year talk it up by sammy ray if you ever listen to sammy ray go listen to her she's great moonlight by future islands islands yeah um matthew gray goobler one of my he's a, he's in uh, in criminal minds he's one of my celebrity crushes he is almost a 40 year old man but and he's awkward and weird as all heck but i love him he was in the music video for that song so i watched it and it was really good lost in the woods from frozen 2 also objectively the best song I for the movie. That song. <gasps> i know you can leave i know get out i know my own song is on this playlist i love that that That's I the really kind of confidence I want to carry into 2021. Thank you. Some instrumental music. Eternal Love from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Christmas Tree Farm is on this playlist. And let me just tell you, Christmas Tree Farm, <laughs> this playlist does not cover Christmas. <laughs> so I listened to this song so much this year without it being Christmas. I love this song. Classic. I love that song. That's a beautiful song. Break me it's really like 24 hours. Strangers Like Me from the Tarzan play. Okay. Movie. How can you not, though? I know. Amazing movie. And Kristen Still Calling. I know. I did not have to do, go that hard. No. Lily Collins needs to let her father keep the spotlight. <laughs> and Way Back Into Love from the movie Music and Lyrics. Love that song. I love it. Um, what, I'm trying to answer mine. That's not Taylor Swift or Selena Gomez. Hmm. We have some Julia Michaels. I, I, I don't know. Some of her music's good. Um, we have Sam Hunt. 
I love Sam Hunt. Got some jams. Okay. There's this one song by Kesha I feel like I just have to talk about. It's called Resentment. Okay. Featuring Sturgill Simpson, Brian Wilson, and Rebel. I don't know. But it is beautiful. It is a beautiful song. Okay. Nothing like she's ever done before. Okay. Just like some amazing guitar and harmonies. It's, It's beautiful. Have you heard the song Past Lives by Kesha? Past Lives? It's on one of, I think it's on her first album. No. I don't love that album, but Past Lives is stunning. Listen to it. Okay. I, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for Kesha. I know. She went through a lot. She has been through a lot. Yeah. And uh, I also have some JoJo, like her remastered stuff. Oh. Because she, she's doing the same thing that Taylor Swift had to record. She had to yeah. re-record all her things. And, um, Get Out, like the re-record, like mm-hmm. so good. And High School Musical, the musical, the series. I have Wondering and All I Want. <laughs> like, they're so good. Okay, you know what was on one of my top songs last year? It was Get Back by Demi Lovato. I want to get back to the old days when the phone would ring and I knew it was you. I want to talk back and get yelled at for nothing like we used to. Oh, kiss me like you mean it. Okay. Promise that I can sing. If there's any agents listening to this, just tune out four minutes ago. <laughs> I love it. Um, 2020 rap. Yeah, I was listening to it and it's so sad. And I was like, what did I go through this year? It, it really, oh it's like a roller coaster. It's like, wow, a roller coaster that's only literally down into hell. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're saved by the blood of Jesus. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's our Spotify wrapped. Let us know what's on yours. I know lots of people have been posting them, and we love to see it. It's, we care. We care. We care. Um, yeah, so we, that's our Spotify wrapped, and we also were thinking, going into the holiday season, we wanted to talk about some memories. Memories. Memory all alone in the moonlight. <laughs> Black and snow at the old days. I was oh, is that from Cats? Did you watch that movie, Jen? I did not watch that movie. Okay, my sister Becca watched it and she said it, she turned it off. It was just weird. Yeah, no. Cats musical is already weird and then they did it in such a weird way that I I don't understand because the, mu- the musical is already so abstract and doesn't make a lot of sense and it's literally people dressed in cat leotards. Which you can put aside because they're dancing incredibly and singing incredibly. And you're like, whoa, okay, this is art. And then the movie, I don't know why they didn't just do that. Like, they didn't just, just go with the original Broadway concept or just not make this musical into a movie. I do not think it is one of the musicals that should have been made into a movie. So what would you, what would you make into a movie? I think I would make, I mean, Carousel's already been a made in, was a movie made many, many. I've never heard of that one. One of my favorite musicals. You should watch it. Um, made many years ago, but I think they could do a better version of it. I think Heather. I mean, Heather's is a movie, actually. So never mind. That one's already a movie. I don't know. I also like. I love. I love movie musicals, but I also think there's a reason things are on the stage, created for the stage, not created for film. Okay. Um, yeah. But when, uh, what's your favorite movie musical that is made? That's already been made. Can you say Musical? 
Yes, High School Musical is actually a stage production as well. I'm just really not into the Broadway ness. I don't know, like, what counts. Or what, like, what movie, <laughs> like, what is my movie? Yeah. Or what I want to be into a movie? Either one. What's, like, your favorite existing movie musical or a musical you would like to make into a movie? Five hours later. Probably Hairspray. Hairspray is such a good movie musical. Like, Tracy Turned Up. Most relatable character. Like, I, it, the soundtrack is so good. I once ran over a bird while I was listening to that soundtrack. <laughs> a bird? It was gross. It was so big, and I was in my little truck, and I ran over it, and it was so large, and it was a bump And then I looked back, and it was still flopping on the ground, and this all happened while Without Love from the Hairspray soundtrack <laughs> was blasting in my truck, and I turn around, and I see this bird flopping on the road, and I was, like, singing so loud, and then I burst into tears. <laughs> because I hit this bird all well without love was playing. Oh my goodness. That's funny. But also, I'm not going to lie, the Les Mis movie musical, there are some things I would change about it, but also nothing. Like, what did you think of Anne Hathaway? Loved her. Russell Crowe. No. And this is, I'm going to do my yeah, the guy who jumps off the bridge. Yeah. This is my impression of Hugh Jackman's vibrato. Okay. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. That's the guy from The Greatest Showman. Bring him home. Bring him home. Okay, and this is my this is my impression of Russell Crowe in that movie. This I swear by the stars. <laughs> Would you like me to do any other impressions from that movie? I don't know what character he is. In my life, there were so many questions and answers that somehow seem wrong. In my life, seems the start of something is over and something is scarcely begun. That's literally not, that's not how she sounds at all. I don't know why that's my impression of her. Anyways, I'm going to stop now because I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> that went really off in a tangent. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, oh right. Is that what we're talking about memory? Oh, right. I started singing memory. From wow, that that really we went down that rabbit hole. We did go down that rabbit wow. hole. Is a rabbit hole or rabbit trail? Rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Les Mis. Oh, I was talking about why Les Mis is one of my favorite movie musicals, because I watched that movie in theaters when it came out, and Anne Hathaway's performance inspired me so much that movie is literally what inspired me to go into musical theater as a career. Dang. Yeah. So I love it. Annie Hath, like a diverse range queen. Anne Hathaway and Samantha Barks and Aaron Tveit. Tveit. Samantha Barks was Epony. Yeah, it was Epony. Aaron Tveit and Samantha Barks are both actual Broadway. I mean, they've kind of, well, most of these people have been on Broadway, but like started on Broadway. Which I think more movie musicals need to do. I think they need to stop hiring A-list celebrities who can sing and start hiring. And need to start hiring like people who started on Broadway. You know, it's not just my hot take. Yeah. Anyways, that movie, I love it. Also, if you ever want to laugh, go play Bring Him Home from that soundtrack on YouTube, but slow the video down to like 0.25 of the speed and listen to Hugh Jackman's vibrato, and you, it's a good time. 2,000 years later. In my heart is a Christmas tree farm where the people come to dance under sparkling lights and I'm up in them window and goes to Saturday blow and I'm to be here tonight sweet dreams of folly and ribbon mistakes are forgiven and everything is icy and blue 
and you would be there too. That's such an honestly one of my favorite Christmas. It's so good. Magical. I love I, the beginning where it's like, oh, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, this girl at work and I today were talking about Christmas songs and how so many of them are like beautiful, but actually so sad. Like they have like a weird, sad undertone. Like, every time, like I love it, but it's just like, the classic Christmas songs capture that nostalgia and like that. We talking like White Christmas and like yeah, I'll be home for Christmas. Blue the Josh Groban version. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. White Christmas. Christmas. At the High School Musical the series, they just put out a Christmas album. Oh. Did, and none of the songs are about Christmas. Okay. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Oh. Yeah, Christmas songs. I love them, but they're kind of sad. Be home for Christmas. This is General Ray. I'd like to say <laughs> Merry Christmas to my family. What has this turned into? We had a plan for this episode and it has really spiraled out of control. This podcast has inadvertently turned into a podcast about music mm-hmm. and the music we listen to and the music we don't listen I, to. Music, it just speaks, you know? Mm. And like, it's just, like, something that, you know, brings everybody through. Yeah. Especially, like, this year, you know? Yeah. So we thought we would end this podcast that accidentally turned into a musical. It's a musical! We're talking about a couple of our favorite Christmas songs. My, okay, I love the classics sung by those such as Rosemary Clooney, Frank Sinatra, etc. But I actually think the albums I put on every single Christmas without fail that get me in the Christmas spirit are the She and Him, Zoe Deschanel's band. Christmas albums, they're so so good. good. They take the Christmas classics and, like, turn them into their own... Like, Baby's Cold Outside, how do they, like, switch the holes? Their own, like, thing, but they still keep that nostalgic retro vintage vibe, and they're my favorite modern Christmas albums. I do have to mention Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. I know it's overplayed, I know it's overdone, but every time I listen to it, it gets me dancing. You can't not dance to that song. Do you remember when we were working at camp in 2016? Shout out to 2016. 2016 at Sunnybury Bible Camp. If you were there, you contributed to the best year of our lives. It it was, we were just eating lunch, and then one of the the speakers that week went and plugged in All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, and the whole calf just, like, lost it. It was, yeah, we lost our minds. That moment is burned into the back of my brain. Yeah. In a good way. In a really good way. Yeah. It's like serotonin on steroids. I made two Christmas playlists this year. Natalie Evans on Spotify, if you want to go check it out. I have Christmas with some spice. Oh. Yeah, that one has, like... Is that, like, sexy Christmas? Yeah, so we have, like, Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. We have, that like... Sexy. um Baby is Cold Outside. Um, you know, Christmas. Snow's coming down. By Lady A. Yeah, just, like, those, you know, songs that aren't necessarily about... Um, Jesus. <laughs> and then we have Glory to the Light of the World, which is just Jesus songs. Oh, what, a, oh, what I have more thoughts about ah, Christmas stuff. Mike, we have to talk about Michael Bublé. His Christmas album, <laughs> a Canadian icon, that really is also incredible. It gets unlocked every year. like Every year. Every it's like year. the door opens and we're like, oh, jingle bells, jingle bells. And it's like nothing we've heard before. Except we hear it every year. But it's like new every year. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift did release a Christmas album. Okay. Okay. Her version of Silent Night is, that was actually what I was going to say, is one of my favorite Christmas songs, is her version of Silent Night. Like, it is beautiful. It is. The, the whole arrangement, I just, I fall. 
over yeah. every single time. Those are some of our favorite Christmas songs. Yeah. This this song was like childhood. So good. Welcome to Our World, originally by Chris Rice, covered by Michael W. Smith. Beautiful song. Oh. My dad would always play it. Do, 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 do. I think okay, I, I probably would recognize it. <laughs> um, my dad loved Trans Siberian Orchestra. It's like, okay, you have to look it up. My dad, shout out to Timothy Barker. He will know. It's like instrumental Christmas music, but it's like, aka, it's like equal parts like chamber, choir, full orchestration with a rock band <laughs> put together. It is the most epic Christmas music. It makes you feel like you are in a fantasy adventure action movie where you're swinging swords and fighting an ice queen while like jingle bells is playing in the background but it's like jingle bell i don't know it's so good it reminds me of my dad and it's so nostalgic and i saw three ships come sailing in i was obsessed with that song when i was little honestly underrated um, we called it the thumb the fo the the thumb song the fo what did we call it when i was little and it was like um Oh, how did it go? Bum, <laughs> what is it called? Okay, I need to find it. It's literally called Fum Fum Fum. Editing Jenea coming at you once more. There is a very long interlude here where Jenea plays said song, Fum Fum Fum, and uh, has a extreme emotional reaction to it. Unfortunately, due to copyright issues and, you know, just because we respect you as listeners, we're not going to include that in here. So consider this a transition montage into the next part of this episode. Okay, sorry, I just had a... That's so funny. <laughs> a visceral reaction to this song. <laughs> it's fum, fum, fum. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but, what is this then? Menhem Steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he playing at the Barker's house? always had the song on our christmas playlist and i would request it as a child and you gotta go i can't i don't think i can play it because of copyright stuff but like go listen to it and that kind of gives you a really good idea of who i was as a seven-year-old amazing and i feel like i really talked for hours about that song (laughs) 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 you know how to wrap this up i don't know so i think the best thing we can do in this moment is just leave you on that note please go listen to fum 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 anyways stay hydrated stay humble and blessings upon you. Mm-hmm.